Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one, Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, Father, here we are. Praying in the name of your will, Father God, and in the name of your word, which is your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we just bless you right now. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to help us, continue to guide us in the way that we need to go. Father, we need all the help we can get this morning. So many things try to get in our way of praise and worship, but we just keep on getting those breakthroughs to take us higher and higher in you, Father. And Father, we love you, and we honor you, and we just want to say once again how grateful we are to you. This is our prayer, Lord, that you will continue to bless us and keep us. Continue showing us how to live, Father. Show us how to live just one day at a time, Father God, because you told us to take no thought of tomorrow, because Enough is the evil thereof of today that we don't need to take on tomorrow's worries. So, Lord, I thank you for that. And I ask God that you will continue, as always, to do your will in us. And that somehow, some way, Father, that we will be a blessing to you and continue to do what you would have us to do. This is my prayer in Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. The word of the Lord this morning will be coming out of Exodus, the 13th chapter, starting at verse 17. Exodus, the 13th chapter, coming out of verses 17. Amen? Okay. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. Our title is The Wilderness Within. In this specific message today, when we're dealing with the wilderness, we're talking about an uncharted land within. How many of y'all know that the kingdom of God is within? Everything is within. It starts within you. Whatever you conquer in this world, whatever you accomplish in this world, it's got to be accomplished first within you. So we've got to begin to put more emphasis on what's inside of us, what's going on inside of us, and not so much taking inventory on what's outside of us. A lot of us do too much inventory on other folk and not enough on ourselves. Can I, I can't get no amen, see? See, cause, see, bare truth. You know, I was reading in my devotion this morning about how when the bare truth hit us, we tend to, and we're pressured under the truth, we tend to want to escape it. See, long as truth don't pressure us, we're okay. But when truth start coming directly at you, then it, it shows your character, who you really are. You know, 
It shows who you really are. And, it, and it's a good thing because what happens is, is that we should learn how to develop our character from the pressures of life, from the pressures of what we call the truth. Because Jesus said if we obey his word, you know, and do what it says, he says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But it only sets you free if you notice what Jesus said through the application of it. You see, it don't do no good to come and hear the word and don't do nothing, don't, don't apply it. See, see the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is a simple set of principles that will ordain an awesome responsibility as well as an awesome result in everybody's life who chooses to apply it. So he leaves it on the individual. You see, my salvation ain't your salvation. So my job is not to try to make you who I want you to be. Listen to me now. My, God, my, my job is to try to help you to become who God wants you to be. That's, that's all my job is, to give you the word of God and then go on about my business. You know, that's what my job is. My job is not to try to make anybody at any time do anything. So with this wilderness within, the book of Exodus, the 13th chapter, verse 17 says, And it came to pass, and it will come to pass, when Pharaoh, now Pharaoh is that old ruler. He's the one of the great house. He's, he's known as the great house. That's the word Pharaoh means great house. And what that is, is that's that spirit that rules over the earth. Okay? That's that spirit, hear me now, that rules over the earth. You see, now, give your minds up and pay attention to what God is trying to tell you. Because what's happening is, is that it's going to be an inside job. Somebody say it's an inside job. And if you're not willing to follow me in the spirit, or if you don't understand what the spirit is, you're going to be lost. You're not going to hear anything. And you're going to come in empty and leave empty. How many of y'all want to leave empty? Did you come here to leave empty or to get full? Okay. All right. So it's my job to feed you. But it's your job to eat. You see, you see what I'm saying here now? It's my job to feed you. We prepared the meal and we've set the table for you. Now, you're being fed. It's your job to eat. It ain't my job to get you to eat. You don't want the greens? Don't eat it. You don't want the potato? Don't eat it. You don't want the spirit? Don't take it. But somebody here is going to understand what thus saith the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, the Lord says, and it came to pass when Pharaoh, that's that rulership of the world, had let the people go. Mm, ain't it glad to be free? Ain't you glad you're free? That God, look what happens when the world turns you loose. God led them. He didn't lead them through the way of the land of the Philistines which is those things that we like in the flesh. But look, watch this. Although those things that we like in the flesh is near. <laughs> Seeing life at the door. 
The Bible tells us in Genesis, I think, 4-7. It says, sin lies at the door. So, here it is, is that it said, now, God, he leads us once we decide to come out of Pharaoh's grip, the grip of the world. Then God takes it up. And in the beginning, God don't lead us through those things known as the land of the Philistines, those things that we like in the flesh, because the Philistine means rolling in the dust. See, we were made out of the dust of the ground. That's what the Bible says. So we love everything that come out the ground. Y'all heard it preached before. See, money, we love money. Money came out the ground because it came through the trees, right? We love gold. Gold came out the We love diamonds. Houses, everything a house made out. See, we even love each other, which came out of the dust. Men love women. Women love men. Nice. Everybody love everything now. But anyway, it all came out. Of, I ain't got nothing to do with that. It all came out the ground. It all came out of the ground, right? So he said, now God done took this thing up now. And I'm not going to lead you through the way of your flesh. The things that you like in your flesh. Because there's a reason why he said it. See, God knows what we like. Y'all know that, don't you? God said, now, it's a reason why. He said, at least peradventure. Y'all with me? Verse 17. For God said, at least peradventure, the people will repent that they see war and they return to Egypt. Watch this. <laughs> you see, God, when you first get saved and you come out that world, see, what God does is God try to protect you. He knows that sin lies at the door, but he don't want to take you straight into it. Because what's going to happen is, is you're going to discover once you go head on with those things that you like within yourself, you're going to go head on with war then. Because now there's a war between the spirit and the flesh. You see? And what happens is, is that God say, now nah, it's too early for me to let you go to war. See, I, I, I got to take you. I know it's near. I know what you like is near, but I got to take you another way first. Because eventually now, you're you, you going to have to face it. Yeah, yeah, God's going to get deep up in here today. That's why y'all need to listen. You've been listening now. You've listened to the Spirit of God. Because I told y'all before now, when I get up in this pulpit, I don't be playing around. God is, is talking to his people. And God is doing great things in this world. You know what I'm saying? Less than a month ago, we had one church. Now we got two over there. In one in West Africa. We got another one now in Central Africa. I don't know what all got. So we got an American church now here. We've got a West African church and we've got a Central African church. Whatever else God wants, we're going to take it too. You see? See, I'm going the way God sent me. I'm leading y'all the way God told me to lead. You see, see, you don't see it here in the book. You see, I've got to be to lead the way God said. See, I could have went like everybody else and said, okay, I want me American church. I want to build me some churches in the cities and make myself look good. That don't mean nothing. Let's take it to what Jesus said. Let's take it to the world. He said, go ye into the world. Let's do that. How can we do it? Through the leadership of God. Through the leadership of God. 
See, once you go, I want one of these days you're going to catch this vision, and when you catch it, you're going to say, oh, it's a world thing. Somebody say it's a world thing. It ain't a Spartanburg or Boiling Spring thing. No, 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 no. We want it all. See, that's what I'm trying to get your mind to understand is that we want it all. That's how I think and how the head think the body ought to think. We want it all. Understand? Amen. Ain't nothing cheap about God and ain't nothing cheap about us. We want it all. The Word of God said, now, I ain't going to lead you to them Philistines. Because if I do that, you're going to repent and see why. Then you're going to want to go back to Egypt. In other words, you're going to go back to what had you in bondage again. Just as soon as you see some hardship, ain't that what they do? They come into the house of the Lord. Then when they see war, long as they don't see no war, everything's all right. But just as soon as they see war, in other words, I got to do something. Oh no, I got to go. I'm going back to Egypt. That's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. As soon as you face hardship, you go. As long as everything is okay, oh, you cool. Oh, I just love the church. You're a liar. Because just as soon as something hits you in your face, truth, I'm out of here. I don't like them no more. Because they told me the truth. But you ain't got sense enough to tell yourself that they told you the truth. Get over it. Now the word of the Lord says in verse 18, And God led the people, is what he did. And But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. See, that wilderness is an uncharted land of the Red Sea. He led us by the blood of the Spirit of Christ. Do you understand what happened here? The Red Sea. He led us through the wilderness, that uncharted land known as the Spirit of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. See, because now that we've gotten saved, that's how he leads us, through the blood of Christ. Huh? We couldn't be led by God before we were saved now. Come on. When he took us out of Egypt, he had to save us, right? He just couldn't take us out of there and leave us stranded. So he said, now this is what I'm going to do now. I'm gonna, he led the people through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, which is the way of the blood that's in the spirit of the living God. And the children, watch this, watch what they did. And the children of Israel, that's the church, went, did they go down or up? Somebody say, I'm going up. But when I go up, how do I have to go? Watch it now. Somebody read the book. Harnessed. You see that? You see? They, they didn't. You know that word harness mean? That means armed and strapped, ready for war. See, when they left, see, when you left Egypt, that world system that had you in bondage, God had you put on the whole armor. Right then. You went up strapped. You weren't ready to use it yet. Because notice he said, but I didn't take them through the way of the Philistine. What I did was I took them, but they, the Philistine was near. At least they see war. Because they were strapped in this armor. They were strapped and armed, but they didn't know how to use their weapons. Yet. Because they've been slaves all that. <laughs> 
You give a slave freedom. What are you going to do with freedom? Come on, man. He ain't never, he don't know how to defend for himself. So here are these people, they've been in bondage for 430 years, and all of a sudden they've been freed with all the money, rich, and everything else, overnight. And now you're talking about war? I ain't had to fight before. All I had to do was just build bricks without straw. I don't know nothing about fighting, but you're going to learn. <laughs> you come up in, you, look here, when you get involved in this word, you better be ready to fight. I'd have told you. This ain't no goody two shoe word here. This is the word of God. God say, look, they left harnessed and strapped. They were, they were armed and strapped, harnessed, ready for war. But they didn't know how to use the pieces. So what's going to happen? God's going to have to show them. Watch the word. <laughs> he show them in a minute. <laughs> he going he to tap that head in a minute. Don't worry about it. You know, he got to get you ready to get tapped first. If he tap that head too quick, you'll roar, won't you? You say, oh, no, this hurt. Well, of course it hurts. Oh, I want to be a leader. Pow, leader gets shot first. Oh, I don't want to lead, though, Bo. Oh, now you, now you want to sit down. Now you ain't so quick to talk crazy about the leader that I see. Because the leader put you up there and let you get your head busted a couple of times by your friends. Huh? Yeah, buddy. Now, oh, I don't want to. You take it back, Dr. Manley. Yeah. <laughs> you take it back. Yeah. You figure you can do a better job. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and stay up late at night. Teach your folk whether you knowing you got to get up at five o'clock or but you teach your folk around the world and all through it. Go ahead, try. Try. Plus all the other stuff I got to deal with. Home, wife, me, everything. You know, try sometime. You think you got to deal with a whole lot. Step in my shoes. And then you would understand, I think I better pray for old Doc instead of talk crazy about it. Maybe, I just, maybe, maybe a tree is known by the fruit it bears. Hmm, maybe he ain't such a bad guy. Maybe he just need a little bit of understanding. Maybe he just need a little bit of love. Maybe he just need a little bit of care. Support. Yeah, maybe. So, this is what they did. He says now, but God led the people about through where the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, Church went up, harnessed, out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage. They were on the strap. Look here, Psalms uh, 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 144, verse 1. Watch this. Psalms 144, verse 1. I'll show you something. I'll show you what God does. Tell me when you get there. Are we there? He said, Blessed be the Lord my what? Amen. Which teaches my hands to do what? Wow. And my fingers to do what? Amen. They went up harness, didn't they? Harness and strap, didn't they? Now, who was going to teach them how to do war and fight? The Lord was. So the Lord has his specific time. And he has the battles already picked. He knows what to do. He knows how to set the battle. He knows how to set the array. He knows he's going to teach you 
how to do this thing. And now he's a better teacher at war than old David. He, I don't know nobody else he taught better how to walk because he had bloody hands. You know, David did. David had so much blood, he said, son, you can't build my house. You, you, you got too much blood. <laughs> Third on your hand, boy. You know, I let your son do it, but I, I, now you, boy, you got too much. I done taught you how to fight too well, you know. So, so verse 20, look at verse 20 here in Exodus uh, 13 20. Because we're on a journey here. We done got saved. We done left. We done left Egypt, right? Done got saved. You done left Egypt. You got your arm on, but you don't know how to fight yet, right? But you're on your journey. Where? Through the wilderness. You're on uncharted land, right? So, you know when the Red Sea opened up? Y'all remember that? That correlates. And, and the children of Israel, that's us, the church, they walked through it, didn't they? Into the promised land, didn't they? Okay, watch this. That correlates with the New Testament where Jesus... When he died, the veil rent, and we were able to walk right in. Same thing. You understand? We walked through to the other side. Are y'all getting that? Okay, amen, as long as you got that. You know, I, I wanted to get that out there to you before. You'll see it many times in the Bible. God is showing us that. We just got to be spiritual enough to pick it up. It says, and they, and verse 20 says, and they took their journey from Sukkoth. Sukkoth is called the place of boots. It's the place where we take control of our affections and desires. Understand, when we begin to take this journey with God, the first thing that we got to do is we've got to take control of ourselves. Amen? Amen. And then we got to journey from that. You can't journey you can't begin this journey until you get some kind of control over yourself. So that's the first thing we had to do is that we, we had to be trustworthy and learn how to be trustworthy of what God has given us. And now God is ready to take us forward. You know, So they journeyed from that place where they left their affections. The place called Sukkot. It's a place... It's actually known in Hebrew as boots. That means that it was the place of confinement. And that's what your fleshly self will do to you. It'll put you in a confined place. Amen? Put you in what we call a box. Understand? Now, in this box, we'll find that and they took their journey from Sukkoth, and look what they did. They encamped in a place called Etham. Etham is where they humbled themselves together. So first thing you got to do is, is you got to leave your affections, and then you've got to humble yourself as a team. One mind, one spirit, in order for this thing to work. We've all got to be a one mind, one body, one spirit, one baptism, one Lord, one God. That's the way it is, people. How many of y'all know there's too much division in the church? Everybody got their own little stupid way. We are a non-denominational church. That means we don't believe in denomination because it ain't Bible. Because denominations cause division, schism. 
the Baptists, the Methodists, see all those are divisions. They all got their own doctrine. It ain't that one. They say it is, but it ain't. Because if it was that one, then they wouldn't have up those petitions. It ain't in the Bible, so why do you do it? You tell me. I don't care how. All, y all of us grew up Baptist probably in here. I knew I did. I even went to Baptist seminar. You know, or should I say Baptist cemetery. <laughs> you know. But when God showed me that ain't none of that mess that, that this the real deal. Forget all that other mess. You see? I tried to talk to some people the other day. They always talking about how miserable they are at the church they're at. But if you're so miserable, then why are you still there? You were saying that 10 years ago when I met you, and you're still there talking about you still, you're sick. Something wrong with you. It ain't, it ain't where you are, it's you, because you're still there. Well, my mama go there. Your mama can't get you saved. You, you got to get in there on your own. Your mama might not be saved herself and thinking she is. No, that's just, that's just straight up. Yeah, I'm talking about your mama. If she ain't saved, she ain't saved. Just that simple. Could be sitting up in there the whole time and could be one of the devils. To the right thing, come up in there and bust out and then she holler. Oh, you gonna persecute me, Jesus? Shut up. That's what Jesus told him, didn't he? He said, shut up. <laughs> Jesus stepped up in there, the old demon been sitting up in there the whole time. Quiet. And then the right thing step up in there and stomp on the right toe and you hear say, ouch. And you hear Jesus say, shut up. Because Jesus knew it was over there anyway the whole time. He's just waiting on it to holler. Just waiting on it to holler. So now, 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 now they're on one, one accord here now. They all unhumble themselves together. And they encamped in Ethan because, you see, now they're dwelling in a place of unity together. And it was in the edge of the wilderness. See, they still hadn't gone into that uncharted land. They were still on the edge of it because, see, certain things got to be in place before you can take that journey into that uncharted charted land. And one of the things that's got to be in place is the fact that you've got to humble yourself together if you're going to go through that thing together. Because the worst thing you can do is get involved in the wilderness and you got all them Hittites and Perizzites and every other kind of termite up in there and you got scorpions biting on you and everything else and then you fighting each other. So now while you fighting each other, the enemy come right on in and take everybody out. Right or wrong? So we got to be vigilant, right? We, we've got to see what the devil is doing. Whether it be the camel, where it's not working this morning. Whether it be me forgetting my bottle this morning. Whether it be me forgetting that, 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 that you, you know, uh, the... Uh, Clothes for that, that I got to change in to baptize this young man here, regardless of what it is, whether it be anything, the computer that's messing up at home, you know, all that is the work of the enemy trying to frustrate me, and all I'm doing is laughing at it. See, because I once was blind, but now I see. I said I once was blind, but now I see. And I'm so thankful for that. Because when you see, you see, unless a man is born to, uh, born again, he cannot see, Brendan. He cannot see the kingdom of God. 
So here's the Lord. And the Lord is blessing us. And the Lord is keeping us. And, and, and it's such a wonderful thing that God would do what he's doing in our life today. You know, it's such a wonderful thing. So before we can go into this uncharted land, what we have to do is, is we've got to understand that we've got to be in unity. Where there is no unity, there's not going to be any peace. Where there, if, if you're not unified within yourself, you're going to raise hell within yourself at all times. And that's going to pour out in your house. You're going to raise hell in your house, you know, and that's going to pour out on your jaw. It's going to really pour out everywhere you go, including the church. So before God has us go on a mission, what we have to do is understand that we all got to have the same mindset. And watch this. And verse 21, I'm in Exodus, verses chapter 13, verse 21, Exodus. Verse 21 says, and the Lord went before them. Who went before? The Lord did. He went in the day in a pillar of cloud. In other words, he went, it is required of us that we be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, that pillar represents strength. That cloud represents the word. See, what we have to do is, is when we take this journey, it's required of us, that word day means it's required, it's required of us that we go in the strength of God that we found in this word. Do you understand that? When we take this journey that we're on, as we take this journey, we've got to go in the power of God's might. That's what the word of God tells us in Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what it's saying there. Ain't no need in starting it if you're not going in the power of God because I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to fizzle out. You won't last two days. And you'll start hollering about, I don't feel like it. You will. See, when you call to do this thing, you, you got to be really know that you called for this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's too many people that, 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 that ain't up for it. You know, they done got involved in it talking about, oh, I was called, but were you chosen? He said, many are called, but few are chosen. So you need to be chosen to do this thing because there's a long, there's a long, this is a long haul run. This ain't something that you just do one Sunday and then you, the next Sunday you don't feel like doing, oh, no, 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 no. You, 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 you got to be committed to God if you want God to be committed to you. And that's just that's straight up. Amen. You got to be committed to God if you want God to be committed to you. If your life ain't going right today, check your resume. Check your worth ethics with God. Check your worth ethics. So the Lord went before them in the day in a pillar of cloud in the strength of the word to lead them the way. Who's the way? Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So you see, it takes the word of God to lead us into the way of Christ. That's what it's saying. I'm just, I'm just explaining the word. See, see, that's what we need. We need, think, we need somebody who's going to explain the word to us. Not hooping. Hop. You don't learn nothing that way. We're educated people. We are educated people in the word of God. You got to give us more than some hoopings. What are you doing to us? You, you get away from us. 
We are educated people in this. We're not to be remain dumb in the word, listen to the same old tell your neighbor. No. We want to know what's in this word. That's what God has called pastors and preachers and everybody for. Not for this mess that we got out here now, which ain't nothing but a mess. And I don't mind telling them. Matter of fact, I just did. It went out. And by night, notice what God does during our time of adversity. You know them time when you can't see when something hits you all of a sudden and you just can't see what's going on in your life? You got to understand that, okay, at that time, God says, I'm going to lead you in your nighttime season. <coughs> I'm going to lead you in the fire, in a pillar of fire. It's the same word, but now I'm going to lead you in the strength of a revelation. See, because when you're walking in darkness, you need a revelation. Amen? Amen. You ever had a blockage and you needed to hear something from God? That's that nighttime season. When you need a revelation from God, you don't need a revelation from me. You need one from God. So you got to be connected with God in order to get it. So God say, I got you in your daytime season because you got the word. But boy, when you really going through, I got a revelation for you too that's going to give you the light and going to get you on through. I got a revelation for you. But you got to seek me. You got to seek me early and we're going to get to that. So the word of God tells us that and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. To go by day and night. That's the reason for this Bible. To take us in our daytime season and our nighttime season. To carry us through this wilderness. Now, Joshua 3-4. We've gone through the wilderness now over here in Joshua. And we're at the edge. Getting ready to cross over. Joshua. Third chapter. Are we there? Let me get on through here. The word Joshua means Savior. And Joshua rose how? Early. See, you got to come up early. You got to get up early. You got to let God's spirit rise up early in you. He rose up early in the morning. In the morning is your breakthrough season. See, unless a man is born again, he can't see. See, a breakthrough gives you insight. And you've got to have God's spirit to rise up in you early in your breakthrough. Because you can get a breakthrough, and if the spirit of God is not there with it, early in it, then that breakthrough won't do you no good. How many of y'all have ever been blessed by God and just turned the other way afterwards? I'm going to ask again because I don't want y'all to lie. See, some of y'all told true. Two of you. Three. And then the rest of you sat there. But you know you're telling a lie. How many times have God blessed you, us, and the Spirit of God didn't rise up early with it. And then we forgot about it. And we went right back to doing what we normally do. Which is jack nothing. And we wonder why life 
is the way it is. I know I'm preaching better than y'all amen and up in here. See, that's what I was saying. That truth, what that truth do is make you look at yourself. See, see, as long as I do that Joel Osteen thing, y'all cool with me. See, y'all all right. Oh, he's, he's okay. He don't, he don't touch us. But, but the word is designed to touch you. You know, that's what the word is designed for. So that's why we got real prophets and false prophets. And everybody loves false prophets. Because they tell them what they want to hear. And they give the money to the false prophets because they're telling them what they want to hear, people. But you, nobody likes the one that tells you what you need. You know. Oh, you need a new set of tires. You don't really need to go and buy them tennis shoes for that boy. Oh, you don't want me to talk to you. See, see I just told you the truth. Because... If you ain't careful and them tires blow out, you and the boy are going to get killed. Right. Oh, that's too, oh no, you can't talk to me like that about me and my children. Okay, well go on over there and die then. If you don't want me to talk to you about your children. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the truth. That's just the plain out truth. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, but, we, but what we do is, do what, do what parents do. This is what we do, especially black folk. You don't touch my child. You don't touch. And then when the police get them, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't listen to the pastor. When the pastor was trying to tell you, but two, three years down the road, now that, uh-oh, Miss Charlie got him. But you ain't mad at him for getting it. And he done beat him upside the head, done shot him, done none of that. Oh no, you were mad at the pastor what he tried to tell you, but now go over there and mess with them folk. Oh, but you didn't, now you. Am I in the house? Ain't that what we do? Ain't that what we do? Yeah, pray for all of us in our stupid selves. Pray for all of us, because that's exactly what we do. And then our youngest go out there and get killed. And because we don't want nobody to love them to tell them. Now they're in the hands of Pharaoh who don't love them. And that's what he was doing anyway, setting them up. That's why he didn't want you to press charges in the beginning. Get the little rodent up out of there where they could, and deal with him early. Now it's too late. I've seen it happen over and over again. And y'all be praying for Sandra, uh, not you, Sandra, uh, the other Sandra that was here because she's in the hospital, had some kind of uh, fallout convulsions and stuff yesterday. So y'all, y'all keep her in prayer. Keep her in prayer. Y'all pray for her. You know, she needs it. Pray for her. That's what we do. We're going to pray for you. Yeah, we're going to do that. Joshua rose up early in the morning, and they removed from Sodom and came to Jordan. Now, Sodom is that law, the word Sodom means large tree growing in Egypt, cursed with worldly sin or darkened. Well, we're trees, right? The Bible said we're trees of righteousness. Notice where Sodom was. Sodom was a big tree 
A big dark tree that grew where? In Egypt, in the world. We were that tree that was darkened by sin, who grew strong, and the world grew strong in us. Shite them. Hello, world. Amen? Amen? Now, we're about to make a transition from the world and the strength that it had on us to the Jordan. So now, they left that thing called Shittim. They left being that, you see, a tree is known by the fruit it bears. See, they left being that tree that bore those worldly fruits. Now they're going over to the Jordan to that place where we call the spiritual stream of life. See, there's a change taking place in your life. See, there's a transition. It doesn't happen overnight, but you got to start somewhere. See, so it's like a, it begins to transcend from one side to the other. And from here to here is this thing called the uncharted land of the wilderness. See, in between leaving Egypt and getting over here to the Jordan, over into the promised land. See, right there in between is that uncharted land. That, that place that you don't know much about and you got to be led by God to get through if you're going to make it over here, to, to getting over here. I hope I'm making sense to you. And all the children of Israel, they lodged uh, there before they passed over. Notice what they did. They came to the Jordan, and that's where they lodged. They came to the spiritual stream of life, and they dwelt there. They just didn't run up in there, into the spirit. They dwelt there. They had to, you got to learn a little bit about this thing first before you try to do too much. Amen? Now, it goes on in Joshua and it says in verse 3, and they commanded the people saying, now watch this, because this is another thing that will get folk in trouble. It's just right here. And they commanded the people saying, they didn't ask the people, they commanded When you see the ark of the covenant, that's the spirit of God, of the Lord your God, when you see it, the priest and the Levites bearing it, that's leadership. They're the ones that's bearing this thing. Then you shall move from whose place? Your place and go after it. Here's the problem. Some of us get stuck in our own place. And when the Spirit of God is moving through leadership, we don't want to go. But the books say, when you see First, you got to be able to see what God is doing. That's why I'm always trying to remind y'all about what God is doing. Trying to give y'all a vision. But if you reject the vision, then you won't be able to go. You'll still be here for a while, but after a while, as it gets more and more and more, you, you'll see them break them limbs. Them limbs die. You see, a, a limb, who, look here. You ever seen a limb on a tree that refuses to be nourished by that tree anymore? What does it do? Falls off it. Everything that still wants to be fed on the tree stays alive. It's only that which rejects the tree dies. Think about it. You think about it. Jesus said, my father is the root. I am the vine. You are the branches. You can do nothing. Without 
me. You understand? So a lot of times we break ourselves off. We ought to be clinging too. Mm-hmm. But true, true, true something, ain't it? Ain't true something about us. He knows the truth, but it, it still bothers us, don't it? Come on now, go ahead and talk to me. Well, don't talk to him. I don't tell y'all the Holy Spirit read everybody in here. It loves you all, but it still reads you. And that's what's good about a small congregation because you see, you can't hide. See, they go to them big congregations where they can hide. They can just do what they want to do. So what? They just jump around, tell your neighbor, high five, you know, and next year they're doing the same thing. I call it Mr. Charlie Plantation. They ain't heard nothing, they ain't gave them nothing. You got to hear something, you got to be giving something, you know what I'm saying? They heard how they need to pay some more money. They heard that. Cause they, <laughs> they make sure you hear that. And they say, now, when you, when, you, when you see leadership, when you see him bearing the spirit, and when you see him bearing means that we're moving. He said, now, you got to move from your place. Don't ever be so stuck on your place that you can't move when the Spirit of God. Because <laughs> you can think you're being blessed and you're crazy. God got so much more for you. Now, let me ask you this. Would you rather have a seed or a harvest that comes from the seed? Which one you rather have? I want it all, and I want yours too if you don't want it. Can I have yours? I <laughs> take it all. Because if I don't get it, he's going to get somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, the apples. Oh man, don't want nobody to eat the children to eat the apple falling off trees. Tree, tree, you rock. That ain't right. It's a hard thing, y'all. So, verse 3, <coughs> verse 4 said, now watch this. When this thing begins to move, when you see God moving, as he's moving, you got to move out of your place and move with it and go after it. You don't come after me, but you go after what God is doing through me. You see, because that's the spirit of God. That's the ark telling us what to do and where to go. Now, Yet shall, watch verse 4, because this is another thing to get a lot of people in trouble. Yet shall, yet there shall be a space between you and it. See, now, who is it? The Spirit. Who can the Spirit? Leadership, right? There's a space between me and you. You cross that line, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because that's the way God ordained it. See, in order to see what God... See, you can't never... I can't allow you to be so close to me that you forget who I am. Many have did that. They ain't here no more. You see, they ain't here no more. Because, see, they lost their way. See, that's what the Bible is saying here. You know, you, you, got, to, you got to respect the authority that God has placed over the house. You know, you, you just can't do what you want to or act like you want to or feel like you want to because you'll get called out and reprimanded. You know. That's right. That's right. You got to. 
You see, so now it says here now, yet there shall be a space between you and it. And the Levites is the one that's carrying the it, which is the spirit, the leader. About 2,000 cubits of measure, meaning there must be a covenant between you and it. Come, watch this. Don't you come near it. Uh-oh. Now, see, see what I told you when you cross that line? See, he told you don't come near that. In other words, don't mess with what you don't know about. Now you don't cross. I know I'm going to tell you what. No, you out of order. Now God going to take care of you. Now God going to put you on a sick bed because of your mouth. I told you it was coming. I told you. I said, I'm just going to leave it to God. I told you. I told you. Keep. Don't play around with this. I told you. I said, now you watch what God do. It won't be long. And guess what? I'm praying for. But I knew it was coming. Because see, they're hardhead. They won't listen. They still run that mouth in, in spite of them. God said, now don't come near that, but they're going to step on up in there anyway. Saul. Oh, oh, okay, Saul. Now you, you king, but now you're going to do the priest job. You're going to go up in there and give burnt offering. You just blew it. So you don't overstep your bound. You don't overstep your bound. Just showing you what the word says. What God says here in verse 4 that you need to keep a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure, which is being in covenant with it. You don't need to come near to it that you may know the way by which you must go. See, if you get too close, you'll see, you'll lose your sight. Go ahead and watch this. For ye have not passed this way before. Here the two means before. If you ain't never went that way, and God is showing the leader how to go, you be crazy. How about Korah, Dathan, let me drive. Would you step back? Step back. Everybody with Moses, step over here. Because something didn't happen over here. Something bad going to happen to them and their family too. And, and that's what happened in the Old Testament. The, the whole thing opened up and swallowed. See, that's the thing about it. Our ignorance can get everybody killed. If my leadership is too raunchy, it'll get everybody killed. Got a plane flying and don't know how to land it. And got them people on that plane. And now you don't know how to land it. You better know how to land it. Because as I mature in this thing, I understand more and more the responsibility that I have. Especially as God is growing these churches of ours in, in, in other nations now. That's, that's crazy that God would do that. You know. But I'm just saying, okay, Lord, whatever. I'm saying, okay. So, I don't know what he's doing. Just do it. I'm going to follow it. I'm just following it. So now he said, now don't, don't get too close to this. Why? Because you need to see which way it's going. See, you can get too close. You can get too close to the mirror. You can't see yourself. Keep a space where you can see all of you. Keep
keep a space between you and, and the Spirit of God and the leader that, 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 so that you can watch and see, okay, I see what God is doing. But if you're too close, then you'll say, oh, I, I, I know him. No, you don't know me. Not like God know me. You do not know me. You know of me. But you do not know me. Because what God is doing is way in me, is way ahead of what you know about me. And every once in a while, God will manifest and say, okay, this is what I've been working with my son on. I heard this the other day, and I, I just out of nowhere, God knows I did. I told Brenda, and Brenda kind of shook it off. But I ain't shake it off because I know when I hear God. He said, my son, I'm well pleased. Once I hear God, that's it. I don't need nobody else's confirmation about nothing. Because that's, that's it. See, once you, you, you got to learn that once you hear God, you don't ask your spouse. Once you hear God, you just do what God tells you to do. And I guarantee you, you'll come out on top every time. And those that are going to be with you, they'll fall in line. Including wifey. But don't be no chump. Don't be no chump. Because if you're a chump, won't y'all take over? Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're a chump, they'll try to take over. I know y'all ladies got a problem with that, but that's just the way God set it up. God, Christ, man, woman. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. End of discussion. End of discussion. That's non-negotiable. Whether you like it or not. Doesn't matter about what you like. That's the word. Sit down. It's the way it is. It's the way it is, man. Joshua said to the people, verse 5. Sanctify yourself. That means get it right. For tomorrow, which is your next season, the Lord shall do wonders among you. But you got to be sanctified. You can't, you can't just be any kind of way. You got to be sanctified. In other words, you got to clean up where you messed up. God ain't looking, look, church, God ain't looking for you to clean it all up at once. All God is looking for you to just do it one day at a time. Don't you ever let nobody put that religion on you. Uh, keep away from religion. They'll kill you. Oh, my God. If you see your brother or sister fall, ye that are spiritual, okay, it's okay. Come on. Come on. Okay, you need a little time. I understand that. So what you had a relapse? Cool. No big deal. You know? Come on. Come on. Don't go talking about folk. We don't do that up in here. We don't go in for that. Certain things we just don't go in for. But love, now we big on that. It covers a multitude of sin. Love does. He said, now you sanctify yourself. Because in your next season, which season we're in, the Lord said, I'm going to do wonders among you. And that's what he's doing in the world. And Joshua spoke to the priest. 
And Joshua said, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took the ark, the covenant, and they went before the people. And verse 8 says, And thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, right there at the Spirit, ye shall stand still in Jordan. Psalm 4610 say, Be still and know that I'm God. See, there's a point before you jump into this thing too deep, you need to stand still and see what God is telling you. Understand? You need to see what God is saying. Stand still. Don't you jump in that water too deep. Don't jump in that spirit realm too deep because you don't know nothing about it. Stand still for a minute. Let's go over to verse 15. Verse 15 says, And they, because we're closing up, and as they that and as they that bear the ark were coming to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest, uh-huh, that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for the Jordan overflowed all his banks all the time of harvest. See, we're talking about overflow here. That the waters which came down from above, look what they did, stood and rose up. Upon a heap very far from the city Adam. <coughs> that is beside Zeratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, fell and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. All this is saying is the same thing that happened at the Red Sea. The Jordan opened up. When the priest stood with with God's leadership, they had the spirit, the ark, and they stood at the brink of the water, and they stood still, and God opened that thing up, and they passed on over through the spiritual stream of life. That's the Jordan, because the reason why the Jordan is so dirty and muddy is because that's where we get our sins washed away. It's the spiritual stream of life. That's why it's so dirty. It indicates all the sin that God washed off us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we walk through. Same way we walk through the Red Sea. It's the same way we walk through the Jordan. It's the same way we walked in when the temple was rent, when Jesus Christ was dead. And we walked from one side over into the spirit realm to the other side. And we didn't need nobody to do it for us. See, see how it all correlates? And the last verse here and we're out of here. And the priest that bear the ark stood, or uh, the priest that bear, and the priest that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm. You got to stand firm on ground, on dry ground, in the midst of the Jordan. See, because it had opened up, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until the people were passed clean over Jordan. See, so leadership has to learn how to stand firm in this spiritual place that we're in in order for all the people to be able to, to get through. You understand? He didn't put the people in the Jordan, did he? He put the leader that was carrying the ark in the Jordan and told him, now y'all, you got to stand strong here now. You got to stay. You got to see what God is doing, and you got to have strong leadership here because now you know you never passed this way before. Now we're about 
to go into battle now, y'all. And that's for another day. Remember, all that time, they were harnessed. Strapped and harnessed. But the first thing they did, when they went and they uh, crossed the Jordan, they camped at a place called Gilgal. Gilgal is the, is the circle of God. Because now they had crossed the spiritual stream of life and they were in God's circle now for real. The first night's time for war. First thing they did was they had to take down Jericho. The stronghold called Jericho, it was, it's called the soul that has to be broken. It's the place of fragrance. Remember when the walls broke down? When the walls of Jericho broke down, all that represents is the fact of a man's broken spirit where the perfume of God can come forth and a sweet smell and savor. Because Jericho represents the soul, the fragrance of the soul. And that thing had a wall around it called Egypt. It had that world around it. And that was called the wall. And that wall had to be broken down in order for God's people to enter in. Make sense? Be good to yourselves, church. God bless y'all. Let's go and let's dip this young man. Bring him into the family of God. Amen? Give God some praise. We ain't going to do no uh, DVDs and no uh, things today. We're just going to come up, Brenda, come up, pray them out. Because we've got to get on over there and unless y'all, I'll leave it up to y'all. It's 12 o'clock. Uh, whatever y'all want to do, yeah, that's on y'all. I don't, I don't deal in that. Y'all do what you want to do. Let's give that Hey, Chair, do we have time to make CDs if anyone want one? Now, we don't.